So I'm going to go ahead and jump in and start in Matthew 16 today. And before I jump into the verse, I'm going to go ahead and just share a little bit of context about what's happening here. So in Matthew 16, the disciples are with Jesus, right? And they just had another run in with the Pharisees, um, like, like many occurrences in the New Testament. So they had a run in with the Pharisees. And so Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's saying, you know, be on your guard, watch out for the, the yeast of the Pharisees. And what he's meaning here is the toxicity and, you know, poisonous mindset of the Pharisees. Um, and the disciples, it's so funny because the disciples here literally think that Jesus is talking about bread. Um, they're like, what are you talking about, Jesus? We don't even have any bread. And, and I love that. I feel like the disciples are always a great reminder for you and I that we are in good company. <laughs> you know, when we, we are all in process, we miss the mark sometimes, and we all need the truth of Jesus to wake us up. But I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew 16, verses 8 and 9, and this is Jesus's response to the disciples here. He says this, but Jesus, aware of this, said, Oh, you have little faith. Why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? And I'm just going to stop right there because when I was reading this, this question and this word perceive jumped off the page at me. Do you not yet perceive? And I felt God say this question is for you in this season. Do you not yet perceive? And so I went ahead and I just looked up the definition of perceive because I was like, this is something different. This is more than just seeing. And the definition of perceive is becoming aware or conscious of something. It's, it's coming to understanding. It also says it's becoming aware of something by the use of one or multiple senses. And then my favorite definition, it says um, interpreting something in a particular way. That's what perceive is. And I was like, I understand this so well because when Nate and I arrived here in Guatemala, we were still learning Spanish and going to Spanish school, and, you know, we had the notebook with the definitions and the learning of this means this and this means this. Uh, but we come, we came to find out that it's not always what you think it means. It's more about the context. And I remember when we first arrived here, we kept hearing this word and this phrase over and over again. Um, fíjate que someone who speaks Spanish can write that in the chat. Um, and, you know, it, it, we looked it up and it meant something super normal, like take notice of. And we're like, why does everyone keep telling us to take notice of things? Like, what is this meaning? And then after, after living here for a while, we started realizing that every time someone said that phrase to us, they followed it with terrible news, <laughs> with something that we really didn't want to hear. And so we eventually realized that this phrase means hey, I'm about to tell you something you're not going to like, but I'm going to try to soften the blow, <laughs> which is something that we don't necessarily use in the English language. Um, but it's so funny because of our unique perspective of living here for a while, we, we began to interpret and perceive this world differently than others. And, and it also means something different in every you know Spanish-speaking country. So perceiving is a different form of simply, you know, it's different than simply observing or noticing something. It's a deeper layered understanding. And it's an understanding that is influenced by someone or something. Meaning the way that you and I perceive things as Christ followers, as sons and daughters, is going to be different or should be different than the way that the world perceives things. And I know that we're in this season of COVID, unrest, tensions, 
so much unknown and there's just a lot to take in. Like so much news is coming at us each day. So many updates. Um, just, I would say every minute there's like something new that is just coming at us. But I believe even in this season, in the midst of all that, as Christ followers, God is not calling us to simply perceive or to simply observe. He's calling us to perceive by his Holy Spirit. And that is the question that he's asking us. And we have to start asking ourselves, you know, are we, are we simply observing the loss and the pain around us or are we perceiving the chance, the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Are we simply observing change around us or are we perceiving the opportunity to grow in our leadership, in our, in our capacity? Um, are we observing the restrictions and limitations that are everywhere or are we perceiving new levels of God's strength and that he does not share those same limitations? Are we observing our feelings Or are we perceiving that despite our feelings, the promises of God have not changed, that there has never been a time when he hasn't been faithful. There never will be a time that he hasn't been faithful. So God calls us as sons and daughters to not just observe passively, he calls us to actually perceive. And you know, super practically, I feel like to give you a few differences or a few practicals on how to perceive instead of just seeing, you know, I think in looking back at our time, perceiving the language here, it's number one, it's time spent. And it's the same in our walk with God. You have to know him, spend time knowing his character, knowing his promises, know who he is on your knees, crying out for him. Number two, intentionality. It's it's not the same as just passively as we're getting all this news coming in, you know, passively scrolling through our Facebook and Instagram accounts and just letting that news kind of wash over us. That's not the same as perceiving. It takes intentionality, crying out to God to reveal to us what he's doing. And, and it also takes humility. You know, if we think we already have it all figured out in our heads, we know what God's doing. We know what's happening. We don't have that humility to know that we don't have it all figured out. We're going to miss what God's doing. So if we remain observers, we're going to miss so much of what God wants us to step into. And it's so interesting because I was, as I was looking at this word perceive, I found another verse in Isaiah, um, Isaiah 43, that speaks to this idea of perceiving. So I'm going to read it. Isaiah 43 verses eight through nine says this, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I love this verse so much. Many of you have probably read this verse before, but just for a little context, what's happening here is God is speaking to his people, the Israelites through Isaiah, and he's asking his people this same question that Jesus asked his disciples in the New Testament. He's saying, do you not perceive it? Can you not see and understand what I'm doing? And it's so interesting because in this exact time in Isaiah, the Israelites are not in a fun season either. They are in captivity under Babylon. They are oppressed. There is no freedom. And I know that for you and I in this season, we've, a lot of us feel like so much has been taken from us, stolen from us, robbed from us. And, you know, this is what they were feeling. They had everything stolen from them down to their very identities, their families and their culture. And as I was looking at this timeline, I realized that God was asking the Israelites, you know, this question, do you not perceive right before they were about to be released from captivity? Um, and you know, this got me so excited because you guys know release is our word of the year as a church. And I just want to encourage you just as pastor Earl, you know, announced this word release in January. It is just as true now as it was then God is releasing. He's going to continue bringing release, 
But I just want to talk about verse eight for a second um, as a barrier. You know, God says right here in, in the Israelites as he's speaking to them, you know, there's a barrier to you being able to actually understand and perceive what I'm doing. And he says this in verse eight, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. And I think that's so powerful. God is saying, hey, I know if your eyes are fixed on the past, on former things, you're really going to miss what I'm trying to do right now. And it is so true with you and I, especially in this season, when we are fixed on what was, when we are fixed on 2019, when we are fixed on what should have been, we're actually putting God in a box and limiting you know, what, what, what we want to see and what he's able to do right now. And I truly believe in this season that the enemy, number one, is trying to keep us all distracted with all this information coming. But but number two, he's trying to keep us fixated on what was and what could have been instead of what is. He's trying to keep us fixated on the old instead of what he's trying to do right now. Because he knows that, that if our minds, our hearts, our, our eyes are focused in on what could have been, that we're not going to be able to discern and perceive what God is doing right now and the role that we play. And I know so many of us say, I can't wait for things to go back to how they were to return to normal. And I'm totally guilty of this. I have said this. You know, I I just want my business to go back, my marriage to go back, my walk with Jesus to just be like it was. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with reflecting, nothing wrong. We all miss people. And it's so important to believe for breakthrough, to pray for healing for our land. But what I'm talking about is a mindset shift that the win and the goal is not to go back to what was. The win is to be in in alignment with the heart of God and where he is right now, to perceive what he wants to do in all of us and through us in the middle of the season that we're in right now. So I encourage you, don't miss it. Don't sleep through it. Be here now. He's doing a new thing. And as I'm reading the scripture and, and God is talking about doing a new thing, you know, new doesn't just mean different in this context. As you look at the meaning behind the words, new actually means better. It means better. It means unprecedented. It means wonderful, not just different. He's currently making a better way where there was no way. He's telling the Israelites, you know how faithful I was in bringing you out of Egypt? That was nothing compared to what I'm about to do. He's saying, I am doing a new thing. Not I'm going to do a new thing after you're freed or after your circumstances changed. It's present tense. I am doing a new thing right now while you're in captivity before your circumstances haven't changed, but you have to see it. You have to perceive it. And I just want to encourage you today, our current situation, our current circumstances, our observations are not clear indicators of all that God is doing. And even though our circumstances haven't changed yet, I promise you he is doing a new thing, an unprecedented thing. And maybe you feel stuck. You know, I feel like so many of us have felt that can't move forward, don't have enough energy or vision to move forward. Life and purpose is just on pause until further notice. I just want to speak truth over you and life over you today and remind you that God is currently doing a new thing in you, in your life, in your marriage, in your leadership, in your capacity, in your relationship with your kids, in your business, in your influence, in your walk with him. He is doing it right now. You do not have to wait. So I just want to encourage us all to press in, to perceive and understand on a deeper level that God is still on his throne. He is still working. His name is still being glorified and you and I have a part to play. So thank you all so much for allowing me to just share what was on my heart. Thank you for sticking with us through the the tech ups and downs. We love y'all so, so much. Praying for you.